praise the Lord, child of God. It's good to be back with you again and have a time to look at some of these wonderful things in the Word of God. You know, I've had a lot of people contact me over time saying, Brother John, when are you going to talk again about the thief of John 10.10? Ooh, that is a tough thief there, that thief. Uh, You know, so much misunderstanding about that. Most people think that's the devil. And, uh, well, uh, well, people bristle up immediately. Surely that's the devil, no? You're going to find out it's not the devil. And it's going to amaze you when you really see what the scripture says. So, uh, as we look at it, John 10 and 10. Here's the verse. Thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Well, it says it pretty clear that the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. See some, actually what you're looking at here, uh, and, and I understand, let me, let, me, let me cover this base. I understand, sick bed after sick bed across the world, prayers are going up by ministers of God. Lord, we know that the thief has come to steal this person's life, but we're not gonna let him do it, we bind him. Uh, you come to funerals, well, you can just funeral after funeral after funeral. If it's a Christian minister teaching, you'll hear the thief killed him. The thief's not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. And uh, natural disaster. Oh my, well, the thief's not come but to kill and destroy. Well, you know, it's just strange that we would draw that conclusion because it's not in the context at all that this is the devil that the thief of John 10, 10 is the devil. Really what you're seeing when it says there, the thief cometh not for, he's telling about hireling shepherds and then he says, the thief, he is describing a thief. This is what thieves do. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But let's go to John 10 and we'll get there to the seventh to the 14th verse. I'm a, we're gonna get it in its context. 10 is about in the middle of that. It says, then, and I'm getting my glasses here so I don't chop around so much. Uh, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, uh, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me were thieves and robbers. All right, he says, I'm the true door to the the sheepfold. Those that come in, they're thieves and robbers. For I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief, now see what you just get here? He says, all that ever came before me were thieves and robbers. So now he's gonna describe what thieves do. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And we could spend time right there teaching either one of those two verses, but there's something in the next verse, in that 12th verse, that just stops the whole conversation. If John 10.10 is the thief or the devil, well, what? who is this in, in the 12th verse? But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whom see, uh, who, whose own the sheep is not, seeth the wolf coming. There's the devil. He sees the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. Uh, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. You catch this? He's a hireling. It's talking about hireling shepherds. The great damage that's being done in the church today, it's not the devil that's doing that. It's people that are preaching from the pulpit 
and not preaching the virgin birth and not preaching the second coming and not preaching that by the not preaching salvation by grace not teaching that if you're in that if you're in Christ Jesus you are the righteousness of God the very righteousness of God and you're justified also ever continuously repenting for sin repenting for sin see please that's a judicial problem when you have when you got saved, he died for all your sins, past, present, and future. But watch with me now. That is the judicial, but you now have a parental problem because your father God is offended every time you sin, every time you do things that he is not taught that he speaks against. When you do them, you don't have a problem that you have to go back and ask to die for your sins again. He forgave them. They're in the sea of forgetfulness. Never to be remembered against you again. There's far the east is from the west, it says. And that is a distance that is without end. It's eternal. And he says, that's how far your sins are from you. I've done it. I've dealt with it. Jesus died for them. They're gone. But now, there is a parental relationship. And as you go into sin, after you're a child of God, you are no longer in a courthouse. You now are in God's house and you are a child in the house of God. He's your parent and you have a parental problem. Sins after salvation are a parental problem and the repentance that has to take place is a turning around, showing a godly sorrow to the Father. Father, I'm sorry I did this and moving on and repenting and getting your life back in line with what God would have you to do. Now, let me just quick, okay. Brother John, <laughs> let's get back to the devil. The, the, John 10.10 10 has got to be, for the thief has not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, then you'll have to get rid of Hebrews 2.14. Because Hebrews 2.14 just does not run with that theology. It says, so, for so much then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. He doesn't have it anymore. When Jesus died on the cross, that was an end of his power to kill. And it's because it's not because I say it. It's because Hebrews 2.14 says it. If you've got a killing, stealing, death. And now, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can show you something here. In Colossians 14 uh, uh, and 2.14 and 15, it says, blotting out, he blotted out the handwriting of ordinance against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. But then it says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, and made an open show of them, triumphing over them, he stripped them. He took all their weapons away from them. The whole demonic horde, Satan and his whole crowd, he left them powerless on the side of the road when Jesus rose from the dead. But what have we done? Many of us have rearmed them, rearmed them. What does it say in Mark 11, 24, 25, 22 through 24? And Jesus answered said unto them, uh, have faith in God. For verily I say, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt of his heart, and shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he saith. Watch now. It goes on, wherefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire and you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Wait a minute, Brother John, what are you saying? I'm saying that if you speak a thing, 
Yeah, it'll work to your good if you're speaking good things. But remember this, over in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life. You can either speak death or you can speak, speak life. And here's what we've done. We've rearmed the devil by talking about how powerful he is, how terrible the demons are. Child of God, please hear me. In the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must, must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the problem with the strength that the devil has in the world today and the things that he gets away with in the world is Jesus had left him at the, when he rose from the dead and descended into heaven. The devil was disarmed. But we've been arming him up, all just loading him up with arms, loading him up, saying, oh, a thief is not coming, steal and kill. Oh, the devil steal and kill. The devil steal and kill. And every time we say those things, we have what we say if we believe it. And people literally believe that John uh, uh, 10, 10, is speaking about Satan, not talking about Satan. You go on down a couple of verses and the wolf comes, that's him. But now you'll find this, that if you speak in power to the devil, it says the power of life and death is in your tongue. So I'm asking you, take the word, study it, go over what I just said, and you'll find that John 10, 10 is not the devil. And he's you, you are safe from him if you walk in the power and the strength of who you are in Jesus Christ. Put him under your feet and don't let him talk to you in your ear. If he wants to say anything to you, have him write it on the bottom of your shoe. You are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You're more than a conqueror. You are a blood-bought child of the Lord Jesus Christ and you have power over the evil one for he has had his teeth yanked out by the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's powerless unless you speak power into his life. John 10.10, 10, not the devil. Talk to you again soon.